Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that goes to the cinema every week, sees at least, well, tries to see about three things if they'll let us, and rates them out of five, stays at home, sees things to match up with those, rates them out of five, and sees where has the money been better spent this week. Who is winning the battle for our eyeballs? My name is Tosin and I am your host. I'm based up in... Uh, in a place called Bromsgrove, just outside Birmingham. And joining me as always on the Isle of Wight is Sean Harris. Hello, how are you? Doing good, doing good. And for the first time in a while, it's our London correspondent who might be sounding a little bit freer right now because life is just like that way and she has a new computer. It's Holly Neslane. Hello. Uh, uh, accompanied by Max. Accompanied Hi, Max. by Max. How are you? Okay. All right, some of you might know, well, we, we are recording on Zoom right now, and we have Max, who is looking very, very suspiciously, like he is not sure who these people are that's talking to his mum. you sure he's not one of those flurkins? He could be a flurkin. He looks remarkably like a flurkin to me. He, does, he, he could be a flurkin. He has, he has a very flurkin look on his face. <laughs> he's flurkin, darling. <laughs> he's very confused. He has a very flirky look. No, uh, that was not a confused look, Holly. That was him realizing they've rumbled me. Quick! <laughs> You've been rumbled, darling. Have you been rumbled? You, he has been rumbled. He is actually a flirking. So mm-hmm. we are. Uh, so we're going to talk about. Let's kick off by talking about what we spoke about, what we've seen in the cinema this week. So Sean, you and I are representing cinema this week, and um, uh, I saw Wonka. I saw yep. Wonka, and you saw Godzilla minus one. You see, now that is a fight I'd like to see. Willy Wonka, <laughs> Willy Wonka versus Godzilla. And see, just sort of like, you know, he'll probably come up with some sort of chocolate confection that he could throw and everything like that. Yeah. That, would, that, would, that, would, that would be cooked on Godzilla's atomic breath. Uh, oh, actually, I think I like this. I might, I might go and ride this fight scene now. <laughs> but, but at home, at home, um, Holly, you are representing home today. Um, home oh. viewing as am I. What have you seen at home? I have seen Mafia Mama on Amazon Prime. Mafia Mama. This is the, I, I, this is one of those things that they've been pushing, and they have been shoving the trailer in my face, saying Mafia Mama. Which Mafia Mama? Don't you want to watch? Which is Tony Collette and Monica Bellucci? It is. It's Tony Collette. Which I mean that that does that sounds promising. That sounds promising. And I have also seen Leo on Netflix, which is Adam Sandler voicing a a, a septuagenarian lizard. Ooh. Yes, yes. So, yeah, it's an animated thing because Sean pointed out that because Sharon isn't around this week, <laughs> Sharon isn't around this week, so let's get let's get an animation out of the way because I think the last couple of weeks when Sharon's been around, I have subjected her to something animation-wise. <laughs> and she just sort of sat down there with a totally disinterested look on her face through the whole thing. But let us kick off in cinema and let us kick off with Wonka because I think Wonka is the big release this week. And this is the one that I have seen. I'm the only one who has seen Wonka. I am going to start off by saying that if there is a film this Christmas season that has more good cheer and more charm and more heart, it's going to be going some to beat Wonka. Now, this is a film that when I first heard about it, I mean, I, I went all sort of like, you know, film buffery snob about it. Going, oh, for goodness sake, why do we, this is just Hollywood having absolutely no imagination. Why do we need another prequel about a character? Nobody asked for this. And these are all the things that I maintained. I saw the first trailer for this and I thought, this is stupid. This is going to be a failure. T- Timothy Chalamet is like, I just, I was not convinced by his 
performance as Willy Wonka in the in the in the trailer. I just thought his voice went with my name is Willy Wonka, and I was like, no, doesn't work. All those things, and then but the fact is that this is directed by Paul King, written by Paul King and Simon Farnaby, who most recently the most recent film that those guys wrote and one of them directed was Paddington Two. So you're like, well, but the guys who made Paddington Two think that there's something here, so maybe. And so I went to watch this film because also we, my whole new thing where now nowadays I can only watch films that are rated 12A at most because I go with my daughter, <laughs> go, go to watch this film. And honestly, guys, this film is so charming. This film is so much, is so good. It's so much better than it has any right to be. It's, it's almost like a, it's, it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> that's what it Ooh. is. That, that's what it is. So this film kicks off. It is a musical. Right from the word go, it kicks off with Willy Wonka arriving in an unnamed European city, which is, they, they very, very deliberately do not name this European city, even though it has shades of, like, you know, sort of Oliver Twist-type London. Oh, right, okay. I was going to say, I was thinking maybe Switzerland or Belgium or somewhere like that. It, it, it has, like, people have, people have said that it looks like, or there's some, bits of it look a bit like Prague, bits of it look a bit like Vienna, bits of it look a bit uh-huh. like Venice, that kind of thing. So they've, they've made this hodgepodge. This sort of hodgepodge amalgam, mm-hmm. yeah, amalgam of of old timey sort of like European city. That's what it is. But because they've done that, they, I think that's actually a clever thing because then you have people. The accents in this are all over the shop. Some people have like you know Jersey accents. Some people have like you know flat American accents. Some people have well, East End Cockney accents. So it's all like. A, so he arrives in the in the in the in the city. And he comes in because he's gone, he's traveled the world, traveled the seven seas, and he wants to come in and he wants to start a chocolate shop. But he, when he gets to this place and he's going to start this chocolate shop, there's this chocolate cartel, they call them. Chocolate cartel who control everybody by, because they have a group of chocoholic monks who live, underneath <laughs> a ch- who live underneath the church, who are like the enforcement thing. And they bribe everybody with chocolate because they have this va- endless vats of chocolate. They- so essentially, it's very silly. It's very, very silly. But it commits to the silliness. It commits to all that kind of stuff. You well, you find that Wonka ends up being. Um, he meets up with Tom Davis and Olivia Coleman, who are playing kind of like they're oh, they're called like Cratchit and Fetchit or something like that. And and so the story goes on, and he meets this whole this group of people who help him with his scheme because he sort of ends up in a sort of, in a sort of like Oliver Twist situation where he gets put into servitude in a in a I keep wanting to say London even though it isn't it they it's very very obviously based on something like Oliver Twist and so in like in, in a in a sort of East End laundry type of thing where he has to pay off for the next 10 years because he didn't read the he didn't read the small print of the thing he signed so it goes on and there's shenanigans and everything like that about him trying to set up his chocolate shop and these guys who are very very typical stereotypical role Dal bad guys trying to stop him doing it because they just want to be nasty and they want to be mean. And, but this film is so full of heart. It's so full of heart. And it does that whole thing where, you know, when you're watching something and you, people are trying to push something, they're trying to say, you should care about this, you should care about this, and it just falls flat and it doesn't feel right. But this just soars. It just goes in there. And I was just kind of like watching it going, this is amazing. This is great. This is good. And even there, and there's one particular number when they start selling chocolate to people. Uh, where they jump around the city and like they like they jump around different bits around the city and there's a bit on the tram where Timothy Chalamet playing Wonka's head just pops up from the bottom of the frame and just the look on his face you're like 
they've nailed the silliness. They have nailed the silliness in this. And I think everybody in the film is great. You have like, and there's obviously elements, because this is not an original Roald Dahl story, but it's using what Roald Dahl characters. There's obviously elements where they have, they've taken things from other Roald Dahl stories. So that first is the chocolate cartel are three businessmen who don't want anybody else to have any of the chocolates in the, in the town, which is very much like Buggis Bunsen Bean from Fantastic Mr. Fox. And then you have, there's a, there's, a, there, there's a little girl he meets called Noodle, who ends up being like his partner in crime as he goes through trying to get through everything. And Noodle's storyline is almost straight out of Matilda. And you have all these different things that they've done as nods to Roald Dahl. You have all these the, the, the things that they do that, that sort of nods to Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. But the, to, be fact, to be honest with you, I don't think that if this film was made and there was never a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it would still work. So I, I know that they've, they've gone in and said Wonka because people know who Wonka is and all that. But it, I don't really think it tries to link itself too much with either the performance of Gene Wilder in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or the performance of Johnny Depp in the most recent film. It doesn't really do that. And I think it's best to just treat this as a totally new thing, a totally different thing on its own. Songs by the Divine Comedy. I loved this film. I thought it was brilliant, even though I had to watch most of it from the entrance corridor to the hall, to the to the <laughs> to the cinema, because my daughter kept making noise and I had to keep sort of like running her back out to sort of try and not disturb everybody else. But people were smiling at her by the end of the film. So yeah, yeah, I think that was good. But no, what was, she, what, was she asking questions about the film? Then was she sort of asking you questions? Oh well, like, why, why does this? She no, she was just sort of saying, "I want my mummy." But the funny thing is, whenever they started singing, she would keep quiet and just be like transfixed on the screen. Once they started talking, she was like, where's mommy? <laughs> and, 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 and that, was, uh, that was just me up and down for the whole film. Like, okay, cool. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Good. Uh, but yeah, no, I think this is, I think this is great. I think if you, uh, like my wife went to see it. So my wife is currently on maternity leave. She's a doctor and she went to see it and she loves things where that are just sort of like heartfelt and uplifting because she's a doctor and she works with a whole bunch of and she went to see it with our 11 week old daughter at one of these sort of like baby screenings where where, where she could see it at the Everyman Cinema in Birmingham and she just came back she came back just sort of like raving and floating and being like oh my god this was so good oh I loved it oh this bit and that bit and everything so I would say if you want some sort of it's not a Christmas movie but if you want some sort of cheer this holiday season go see Wonka I couldn't believe it was as good as it is I don't think it it, I, it yeah, it's it's great it's great it's good Simon Farnaby and Paul King have done it again and it's almost kind of makes me sad that they're not going to be the ones doing Paddington 3 but um uh but hey and I, I, I know I am so close to giving this thing a five, but I don't think it's a five <laughs> as much as I love this film. It's a five-star experience watching the film. I think it's a four-star film. Like, I think I was watching the film and I was thinking, this is just amazing. I'm enjoying this. They're nailing everything they're doing. Oh, and I haven't even mentioned Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant as an Oompa Loompa is hilarious. <laughs> there is something about Hugh Grant's pomposity that when put into an Oompa Loompa body, it's just brilliant. It's just <laughs> absolutely brilliant. It works brilliantly. But anyway, cool. I'm going to give it four stars. Four stars for Wonka. Um, go watch it. Even if you do not like the original sort of like Charlie Chalk uh, um, stuff, if you're a Roald Dahl fan, do not worry. They have not done... They've done very, very well. I think it's a great film. I think you should go watch it. Four stars for Wonka. Right. 
And now we go over to um, we go over to Netflix and Friends. Uh, Prime Video is what we're going to be talking about today, and this is Mafia Mama, which which <laughs> which um, Holly you saw, and this this film actually I saw the trailer because as I've said, Prime Video has been shoving it in my face, saying watch this, watch this, and this feels almost like a throwback to like a 1980s screwball comedy where they have like a massively implausible idea and are central to this whole thing that leads to shenanigans. That is, I think, a fair description. So the lead character is played by Tony Collette, who is a woman in her 40s with a son who's heading off to college and a husband who is, he has a band and I think he works in Starbucks. Um, he he brings little to the party um, and she works for, insofar as I can tell, um, a pharmaceutical company working in the marketing and advertising and is the only woman and is at the beginning is told that maybe she could work on this product because she's a woman of a certain age, which is designed for, you know, much older women. So they, oh, yeah. so she is suitably patronised in her work environment. And as she's sending her son off to college, she gets a call from Italy uh, from a woman saying, your grandfather has died. You have to come to Rome tomorrow um, to sort out his affairs. And she rushes around saying, I simply can't do that. Um, far too much to do. And then discovers that her husband is more of a waste of space than she thought. This all happens within the first three minutes. And says, well, I'm just going to go then. So as she has always wanted to go to Italy yeah. and uh, where it, you discover she was born. Yeah. And... She, so off she off she goes, um, encouraged by her best friend, who is um, an international litigator, um, and they do Krav Maga or some sort of self defence together. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and off she heads the um, to land in Rome, um, where as she arrives, she meets a very handsome Italian man who's collecting his aunt from um, aunt from the station uh, from the airport rather, as she'd just come back from Greece. And she is whipped off to the funeral of her um, of her grandfather, who has been shamelessly killed by the rival mob family, the Babanos. Um, and her grandfather, the father of her long deceased father, has been the scion of their of their family, running a really very bad wine business as a front for all of their other. <laughs> illegal activities and she is informed that she must make peace with the Babanos and take over running of the business and lo madness and hilarity ensues murder attempted murder shooting stabbing poison everything you could possibly imagine and more all the while, all the while, I mean, this is me just going by the trailer. All the while, while she's using her, her, uh, her, uh, four unappreciated skills as a soccer mom to help run a mafia family. Exactly that. <laughs> is, is there any, like, is there any, like, um, like, 
I don't know, Easter eggs or references to any, any, is there any, nothing, any things like yeah, that? Like... One thing, the family, the, well, the mob family are all absolutely obsessed with the Godfather films. Right. Okay. Okay. And I right. wondered if there would be some. Yes. She has never seen any of them. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's, it is just, it is a, it is in many ways an absolute screwball comedy, a quite, violent screwball comedy yep um and it's it's delightful i've watched it twice i mean we know <laughs> i watch everything a million times so that's only so much of an indicator i watched it twice in three days oh wow because it was just so nice and so lovely and so completely ridiculous and it knows what it is you know tony collette is tony collette and is wonderful monica bellucci plays the wonderful family secretary um, who is just Monica Bellucci perfection. The rest of the cast yeah. <laughs> are fabulous. There's, you know, romance, there's excitement, there's illegal there, activities. There's there's Tony Collette there's Tony Collette getting her groove back. Exactly that. <laughs> In the arms of a younger Italian lover. Indeed. Mm. I'm guessing. And, yeah, they're much romance, much romance. It is just, it's lovely. It is. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, it feels wrong the... saying lovely about something which involves some, you know, fairly, fairly gruesome murder. But yeah. <laughs> well, it, it makes, it puts me in mind of, um, do you remember the film Analyze This? Yes. Robert Analyze De Niro. Yeah. With Robert De Niro mm. and uh, Billy Crystal. And yeah, you know, that whole thing where you have the mafia thing, but like almost a slightly different take on it. But so, okay, so you think it's good, Tony Cole. I mean, the trailer looks like they had a lot of fun making it, but it yeah. looked like it might be the kind of fun that actually translates to making a fun film as opposed to the one where it's just self-indulgent and you go like, yeah. yeah, there's nothing in here for me. So, so how many stars would you give Mafia Mama? I am giving it a solid four. Four stars for Mafia Mama. That's, it would be, if it had more substance, I would give it a five, but I don't want it to have more substance. So. That, I, yeah, I think this kind of film having more substance could be an overreach. So, so. It, it deserves no substance. It has the right amount of substance and the right amount of morals and caring and home baking that you could possibly want. It's like, oh yeah, we know this is so supposedly wrong. And yeah, we, we, do, not, we do not condone killing people. But anyway, let's move on. Killing so people bad. <laughs> bad killing. Don't I right. like the next one then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. So that's it for Mafia Mama, four stars for Mafia Mama. And now we go back to cinema. And in cinema, we are going on to a film that I think Sean might... Well, I think Sean was quite looking forward to this film, showing as we are recording this on Zoom. And Sean has shown up with a certain giant atomic lizard <laughs> as his background on Zoom. So... I'm guessing that you enjoyed this, Sean. What what, did, what was it that you enjoyed? Okay, well, what can I say? Um, I, I did, yeah, I, I enjoyed this movie for me, ticked every single box in the way that- You just want to see what that, the movie is, by the way. Yeah, yeah, sorry, it's Godzilla minus one. I'll, I'll do a brief story of it because I thought I was going to try and stay calm so I could actually explain the story <laughs> instead of get too excited. I said to myself, Shawnee, you've got to stay a little bit calmer when talking about this. So I'll give you a brief story. And then I'll tell you my thoughts. So it starts off, it's the end of the Second World War. Um, there's a comic, it starts off with a, a pilot, a kamikaze pilot, supposed to be a kamikaze pilot. And he lands, he says he's having trouble with his engine, with his plane. And he sort of lands on this island with mechanics. 
And of course, it gets a this particular island at this time gets attacked. So it gets attacked by Godzilla. So that and and he freezes, and a lot of people get killed. So mm. and and then it switches to post-war Japan, just post-war, and it's all destroyed. And he turns up. His parents have died. His family have died. He meets a, a girl who's with, with a baby that he he. It's not her baby, but it's just a baby. It's like an orphan, and he's got the story. But all the time in his mind, he's got because so many people died. He's it's like a, he's still got a lot of ghosts about this um, about Godzilla, you know. And then yeah, and then there's another attack, and uh, let's, let's say some important people get hurt, um, which which I like, you know, I like that. <laughs> you know, I like realism <laughs> when you know pe- people that are sort of mates. We say not main, but sort of major characters get get you know i, I really like yeah, that yeah, to so, me that so, makes that makes so, like that's what would happen it's not so like it, it's not like it's not like you have this character that has plot armor that no matter what happens they're not going to get hurt yeah 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 okay. so and then so basically and then they decide what um right so the americans with godzilla they think there's going to be another godzilla attack but the americans don't want to get involved because they're worried about the soviets getting all upset if they start so the Soviets, oh, yeah. so you got like the Cold War, post-war Soviet, yeah. yeah which I thought, yeah, okay, that's that, that's a good explanation for why. So they basically say the Japanese say, right, we've got to come up with, we've got to do this ourselves. We've got, we've been given this equipment and that equipment, and this is what we can use. And they come up with a couple of different plans before Godzilla can reach reach Tokyo to destroy it. So, so that's basically the story. Um, yes. That's that's so you can guess. So Godzilla's not in it huge amounts. He sort of pops up now and again, but a lot of it is about the the plans they make. Or oh, what if that plan don't work? Well, we've got this plan, but that might not work. So 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 that's basically the story. I mean, but this really, I was thinking about this, you know, Toth, and this since you know, like if a film would come to mind, I think this is going to be one. Like the last film I can think just in my head randomly that I saw was Leave No Trace. So. And that was the last. And I don't know how many years ago that was. You probably would have more thoughts than that. That, that, would, that was that was pre-pandemic, so it must have been about four years. Right, about four years. So, so this probably has got to be the best film I've seen in the, the since since then. Oh um, wow! Uh, because it ticked all the boxes. Everything was, you know, I mean, it might have been CGI, but it was all, you know, people say, oh, you were a bit, you know. When it comes to realism in films, you know, even yeah. though it's supposed to be a uh, fantasy film or something like that. Yes, now, yes, yes. I don't mind as long if it's a fantasy film, as long as the stuff makes sense, you know. And it's as as long silly. as there's, there's an internal logic and they it, say this is, if they say this is the way things are supposed to happen in this world and then yeah. they stick to that, you're fine. That's it. I knew you could put it in better words than I could. So, yeah, so this this ticks all the boxes. And for me, there's, oh, there's a wow moment. There is a wow moment when I'm like, well, and and not many people would know unless they were fans of of Japanese. Kaiju. No, 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 not nothing to do with the kaiju. No oh, wow yeah. kaijus. Yeah, nothing. No, this is this is what they've got one of those. <laughs> oh, and you, you know, and it's like wow, and it, wow, it's something towards. I mean, I don't really don't want to give any spoilers, but I'm yep, like, yep, 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 well, yep. And funny enough, it's just like people wouldn't know. They think. Oh, you know what is that? That's not that's that's that was that was not a thing, but it was a thing. It was a thing at the end of the war, which, and it's almost identical to this thing at the end of the war, which which 
only yeah. only one exists in part. I, I can tell I, I can tell you like something when you when you do not want to give spoilers. Yeah. You want you want to preserve that, <laughs> that feeling that other people that for yeah. other people when they go watch it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, sorry, go on, Toast. No, I was just going to say, because obviously this is a Japanese, this is a Japanese Godzilla movie, because at the moment you now have this whole thing where you have Japanese, um, you have, you have a Japanese Godzilla movies being made uh, alongside American Godzilla American movies. Ones, yeah. So you, so we have uh, Godzilla Minus One, which is coming out now. They have, um, uh, is, is it Godzilla Kong, Kong X? Godzilla, isn't it? With Kong. Yeah, God, it? Godzilla X Kong or something like yeah. that. The Godzilla X Kong, which is coming out, which seems to be like a Kong and Godzilla team up movie. Which, but the Japanese Godzilla movies always seem to have more on their minds yeah. than the American ones. Because the American ones seem to be like, oh, look, big lizard. And the Japanese ones, are like going back to the original, the original yes, Godzilla yeah. movie that it was actually supposed to be an allegory for the nuclear attack. Nuclear on, attack, yeah. Yeah, this, on, yeah. And it's, it seems like the Japanese ones keep that because I know the last one, Shin Godzilla, Shin was like Godzilla. a whole other thing where yeah, there was hardly yeah. any Godzilla in the film. But it, was it. More about, it was more about what the presence of this thing does to the people yeah. in Japan. Yes, yeah. And I mean, in this, Godzilla is not like a hero and he's not, it's just a, a, a beast, you know, that, that yeah. uh, just a destructive beast. There's no real real sort of purpose to him, I don't don't suppose, you know, the cause and the chaos that he does. But yeah, um, and and he, Godzilla's lovely. Godzilla's lovely. I could do with a nice, <laughs> nice sight. He's just absolutely, and, and as I say, it goes back to, and the music, ba, 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 that comes in right at the right, it's sort of the theme, the music theme sort of is running through the film. And then there's a bit where it's just like, getting towards one of the plans which just goes bum, 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 bum. and it's like oh and it's just really really loud you know and it's just like and so yeah for me this is like yeah this is i mean i know we was yeah this is i cannot fault this maybe yeah. maybe just like towards the end when somewhat was a bit i thought well but then it, that was plausible as well i could sort of forgive that i thought yeah well okay fair enough you yeah, know sure sure don't talk yourself out of it i'm if, not if... going to i'm not going to <laughs> i should see this again i'm going to go and see this on imax and i shall watch it oh, on, nice. on every you know whatever ones there are so i mean as you can guess this is going to be this is the best movie i've seen since leave no trace so it's, it's a top five star for me this one it's like oh, all pretty... the way ticks every single box that i love in a movie that's pretty and like, cool I was, yeah at the end of the at the end of the year, you get your best film yes. of the year. It, like right at the end of the year, that is that is pretty darn good, man. That's pretty darn good. Uh, so yeah, Godzilla minus one, five stars for Godzilla five stars, minus one. Full solid five stars. I'd give it five stars plus five hundred if I possibly could. It's <laughs> right up there. Oh, good stuff, good stuff. Uh, now it makes me wish that it was showing in a cinema near me and I had the time <laughs> to see it. But okay, so now we go back for our final film this week. We go back to Netflix I and did, Friends. So I was just going to say, it's that, yeah. it was an unlimited screening that I saw it in. So I think ah. it's due out I think it's due out Friday. So you might do it tomorrow. So oh, okay, you might cool. be able to catch it. Maybe, maybe it will be. Maybe maybe I'll be able to catch it. But uh, oh, oh, the other thing I was going to ask is, so they do call him Gojira, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. They call it, they call it, because that's the thing that it's it's when they say Godzilla, Godzilla. Then when you watch the original Japanese one, you're like, why is nobody saying Godzilla? But they all go Godzilla. Yeah, it, that's yeah, it. Okay. Yeah, they, they they don't quite go that extreme. They just say you know they just call it Godzilla appeared here and did this and this and this is. But it's just, the, I don't know when they come up with the plans. It's like 
yeah, I can see how they could do that. What they're what they're That's actually possible. trying to do, and there is reason behind it. You know, it's not it's not going to be shot down. It's not going to be so. They have to come up with a couple of ideas and try these ideas. You know, so and, if they're, and they're like, well, what happens if it doesn't work? Well, we've got this other idea, but you know, which we could do, and it just it's just like, wow, yeah. So, super movie. I love Brilliant. it. Brilliant. I know. Yeah, and okay. even. There's, I'm just going to say one thing. It was quite funny. I told jo John, I hadn't seen it. You know, Happy John, one of our people. Yep. And yeah, I text uh, saying uh, it was a good film because I'm in like a little group. And he texts back and said, Simon said it was the best film he'd seen as well. So Ooh. Simon, me and Simon, he's much younger than I am. And normally yeah. we, we disagree on films like Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. He loved, I hated. And <laughs> we normally, normally disagree on, on all films. But old John actually texts back and said, FYE, Simon liked this film as well. Thought it was the best film he'd seen all year. No. So good stuff. I figure that it must be good. <laughs> That's it. Godzilla minus one, uniting the generations. Yeah. So, so, right. So now we go over to Netflix and we go over to Leo. Now, um, this is, as we said earlier, is an animated film starring Adam Sandler because Adam Sandler has this long running deal with Netflix where he just makes stuff for them. And it feels as if, and, but it seems almost as if Netflix have given Adam Sandler a whole bunch of money and said, you can do whatever you like. So he just comes up with all these different things. I think the latest one that he did was, uh, the one before this that he did is he did a film with, um, uh, called Yasono Invited to My Bar Mitzvah. Because, and that is, that stars pretty much his whole family. And he's done it again. Pretty much his whole family are in this voicing characters in minor roles. But the, the plan, the whole point about this is that there's this uh, Leo. Leo is a lizard and he's in a school class. I think it's in fifth grade in, in, in America. He's in a fifth grade school in America. So him and his friend, Squirtle, who's a turtle, uh, no, a tortoise, a tortoise, voiced by Bill Burr, they sort of like live in this glass and they live their whole lives in this glass and they watch all the kids. And because they observe all the kids, they know all this stuff. So the, sh the, the thing starts and the thing comes in and they're like, ah, oh, yeah, a new class. Ooh, well, that's the kid who has divorced parents. Look how they're clinging on to the teacher. Oh, well, that, clid, that clid kid is obviously the first child. I never heard the word no. That kid, and they're essentially just, and it becomes this thing where through these animals, they're commenting on like the social structure that you find in a sort of elementary schools in America. So the, um, they, there's a bit where they have like a you know, parents' evening. One of the parents looks at Leo and goes, "Oh yeah, that's that kind of lizard. They only live to about thirty. They only live to about seventy-five, and then they die." And then he and the and so Leo starts going, "Hang on a second. How long have I been here?" And then they have this flashback scene where they go back through all the different generations that he's been in that classroom. Where there's a bit where they have like an NSYNC poster up on the wall with Justin Timberlake with the curly hair, and there's a bit where they have like you know a Neil Armstrong poster on the wall, and it's like he's walking on the roof on the roof. And there's a bit where they have the Summer of Love, and he's dressed all like a hippie. And then they go all the way back to when he actually first arrived in the school, and he realized that he arrived in 1949. He arrived, wow. and that, uh, he's about to turn 75. So he thinks, oh my God, I'm, I'm about to die. I've lived my whole life in this thing. I need to escape. And so he starts trying to concoct the plan to escape and go into the world and see the world and live it. Because yet, but so um, he's aided by a teacher who, a substitute teacher who comes in and says, you kids need to take one of these um, class pets home to learn responsibility. So one of them takes, one of the kids takes him home and he's like, that's it, I'm gonna escape. But then it turns out that in this world, animals can talk. And animals can talk in, in a way that humans can understand them. 
So, but none of the animals let any of the humans know because if they do, they'll be taken to a lab and dissected. So none of the animals talk to humans. But he starts talking to the to the kids and starts helping the kids with their problems. So it's like, oh yeah, you're having this whole thing. I've I've been in this box for like seventy five years. I've seen a whole bunch of stuff with human with uh, with human experience. I can help you. And so. He starts telling, uh, but he, he does it, but he tells all the kids, no, you're special. You're the only one that can, that can hear me. So all the kids now start clamoring to be the one who takes him home and everything like that because he helps them out. And it, and it becomes this sort of like heartwarming thing where it's all about him helping out this whole, all these kids to, fi- to sort out their life issues, whether it's whatever they have going on at home or anything like that. And it, so with, with that, it's, it's kind of like it's the family movie you would expect with a little bit of weirdness in that the animals can actually talk to humans. And the fact that like his friend Squirtle starts getting starts getting jealous because it's like, well, well the kids love you. I can give advice to you. And then tries, tries to give advice that goes horribly wrong and all that. And then, and then the teacher gets, well, the substitute teacher gets, so there's, there's plots that goes on. There's all stuff that goes on. If you ever saw the film, um, uh, oh, what was it called? Rango? Rango? No, 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 no not Rango, not Rango. It's another Netflix film. It, it is Lima Well, Miranda voices a kinkajou. It's set in Cuba. And it, oh, good lord, I blanked on the name of that film. But anyway, that other Netflix film, it puts me in, the, in that film because it, this also ends up in Florida, ends up in the Everglades, ends up with the whole thing of like, you know, oh, yeah, it, it's, it, it goes crazy. There's a bit where a school bus gets hijacked by kids because they have to go save a lizard that's in the Everglades that was dropped off there by a teacher that got. Je- and, and, the, the plot goes crazy. The plot goes crazy. But the main thing is that it's actually quite an enjoyable film. It's a it's a step above your usual fare. It's obviously made for kids, but I think that there's just about enough in there for parents and for elder for older people too to actually go out grab a hold onto. So I would give Leo a three out of five. And Adam Sandler, if you're not told that it's him doing the doing the voice of a 75 year old lizard, you, you would struggle to know it's him because the voice work that he does is actually quite impressive where he's so going oh best since miss balecki in 1975 <laughs> and it's just you're kind of like going okay is that yeah that oh yeah now i hear that is adam sandler so it's actually really really good i think sean i think you would actually like you find enough yeah in there it does to, sound to, actually from what you're saying yeah. it sounds like it's something i would would quite enjoy yes yes so. i mean obviously not sharon because it's animated and therefore it's kryptonite so, but oh no, I think it would be a three. It would be a three. It's a very good solid three. It's nowhere near a four for me, but it's a, it's a good solid three. Not disappointing. We've watched it a couple of times because my, my daughter wanted to watch it again. But hey, I wasn't complaining. No, nope. well, that's good news. That's good news. I, I wasn't complaining. It's one of those things I would do. All right, so because we need to get Sean off because Sean is going to go spend Christmas on a beach in Thailand. Amazing. So, yeah, yeah, before before we do that, we need to just ask, who do we think has won this week? Has it been Netflix or has it been cinema? What do you reckon? Uh, I think it's got to be cinema with yeah, the cinema. with the with that big five, yeah, and four. It, I mean, yeah. All in all, that's good gonna... though. It's pleased. I'm quite pleased because I think I think some of these streaming platforms are starting to release films at, at the cinema, aren't they? It's, it's mm. what it they seems are. to me. The, 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 the streaming companies that are making films, Apple and all them, they're they're actually giving them a cinema release as well as the what what will happen what will happen is that if the if the film is released later in the year and it's on a streaming platform it will have a cinema release and they've been doing this for a while so i think like um there's uh the film that casey affleck that uh casey affleck won uh 
won an award for he won his best actor award for Manchester by the Sea. That's oh, yeah. actually a, that was an Amazon film. They released it in the cinema so it could qualify for him to get the Oscar. Roma that Alfonso Cuarón yeah. did that was a Netflix film. They released it in cinemas. But it's big, but I think what is getting different now is that they used to only release it for like a week in cinemas and then mm. it would be on Netflix. Now they're giving them longer times in cinemas before the show up on Netflix. So Killers of the Flower Moon, that's actually an Apple TV movie. But they're leaving that in cinemas for an extended amount of time before it goes on to, goes on to that. So it, yeah, there, there are things that, things that are being done like that. And it is a, I think it is good because they, they are beginning to realize that having it on a big screen could mm-hmm. be the best publicity for them. Even sure. if they're going to, even if they they made it purely to show people towards their um towards their streaming platform, so all good. Films on the big screen is good. Good, it is good. Yeah. Yes. So that's the winners, I think. Yes, yes, yeah. So yeah, that's good. So and that's all, what we have. We have um cinema winning, which is always always, always good. good. Always makes you high. Ah, that that makes it. me happy. That makes me yeah. happy. It, it, and it, it hasn't does happened make me ha- in a bit, has it? Not uh, for a while. It hasn't. No, it's been. It's been, it's been close. It's always been, it's always been really, really close lately. It's always but... been really close. I think the last time was about three weeks ago when we had the Marvels and Dream scenario versus Fisk and Robots. Cinema won that week. Yeah. yeah but yeah, but and and when Sean, when you were away, yeah, cinema just didn't win because we weren't seeing anything in the cinema. Well, we'll have to make up for it. When you were away, Sean, we were the problem. But, <laughs> but anyway, until next week when I have absolutely no clue what will be seen or if I will be allowed back in the cinema because I have a loud daughter. It's a goodbye from me. <laughs> it's a goodbye from me. And a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us.